Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. Today, let's talk about something we're all interested in, peace. Jesus teaches us in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God, Matthew 5, verse 9. Jesus calls us to make peace in our relationships and in the world. What is peace? The Hebrew word shalom, very common Jewish greeting, means wholeness, welfare, prosperity, tranquility, and happiness. Peace means that something is whole rather than fragmented. All the parts fit together. That's why I call the Beatitudes the psychology of Jesus. Sometimes our lives are fragmented. The human personality can be so fragmented that a person is losing touch with reality. This is what we call schizophrenia. It's a psychotic condition where the person is so broken, the mind is so fragmented, they're breaking apart and they lose touch with the reality. And sometimes we feel that we're fragmented between what we think and what we feel and what we do. Sometimes we feel that we're right spiritually and we're wrong emotionally. We're right emotionally, we feel bad physically. We feel like our relationship with God's intact, but we're having relationship problems with others. Peace means that all the parts of life fit together in harmony. For an individual, spirit, mind, and body all working together as one unity, a whole person. Our relationship between God and others, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor, all of that fits together. Jesus promises us peace real peace in this world. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace and God is called the God of Peace. It's one of greatest, Jesus' greatest promises in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Think of what he was saying. Peace I leave with you. I'll bring your life together. I'll bring you together and make you whole and complete and healthy. I'll restore your relationship with God and your relationship with other people and show you how to live at peace in this world. Paul said the, the impact, the emotional, spiritual, and psychological impact of receiving Christ as your Savior is that you have peace. Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith in Christ, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the great benefit of becoming a Christian. You'll live in peace. You'll experience more peace in your life as you learn to walk in peace. Now, when we are at peace, we can promote peace and become what Jesus said, a peacemaker. I was driving behind a transfer truck one day and I noticed a strange bumper sticker. And it said, those who are at war with themselves can never be at peace with others. And when we are at peace and our hearts are at peace, then we're in position now to promote peace. Jesus said, you need to make peace. The same way that you make a cake or make breakfast or make a house. Think of all the things you make every day in your life that you produce. 
He said, your role in life as a Christian is to make peace, create it, develop it. Now, when we make peace, we show that we are God's children because he's the God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So it's natural that God's children to be children of peace because he's the Prince of Peace. The gospel of Christ is called the gospel of peace in Ephesians 6 and 15. He said, when he described the armor of God, this imagery, he talked about the shoes or the, the boots of a soldier. He said, your feet need to be fitted with the gospel of peace so that wherever you walk, you're taking the good news of peace. The fruit of the Holy Spirit working in our lives in Galatians 5 and 22 is peace. Fruit is a natural product of a tree that's growing. And Paul the Apostle says, as you're growing in Christ, and the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, you're going to produce more fruit, peace. When we pray in faith, we lower our anxiety and we experience God's peace, which Paul called transcending all human understanding, a peace that transcends all human understanding in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. So how can we make peace? Since God is a God of peace and our Lord is the Prince of Peace, and He sets our heart at peace, what can we do to to make peace in the world? How can we create peace in our homes, in the world around us? Well, there are some things that we can do and need to do. First of all, we need to share the gospel of peace. Every time you share the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus' salvation is a way of making peace because you're bringing the opportunity for peace in someone's life. The peacemaker is an evangelist. And the word evangelist means someone who tells good news. The word evangel means good news. And so an evangelist is someone who shares bad news. Nobody wants to see anybody coming that bears bad news. And we as God's people, as disciples of Jesus, we are called first and foremost to bring good news, to tell people about the salvation and grace and hope that is in Jesus. And the greatest way to make peace in the world is through the preaching of the gospel of peace. And that's why politics can't seem to solve the conflict problem with peace. Economics doesn't change it. We see world leaders negotiate peace and they never accomplish it. The greatest thing we can do is preach the gospel of Christ, that people experience Christ, their Savior, they're born again, they are at peace. When people are at peace, they'll create peace. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 15 talks about the gospel of peace. And Romans chapter 10 verse 15 says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, proclaiming peace, which is a quote from Isaiah the prophet. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, proclaiming peace. The second way that we can be peacemakers is to build a bridge instead of a chasm. Build a bridge in relationships. Don't create a chasm. Now, we learn in Scripture that God has given to us, as followers of Jesus, the ministry and the message of reconciliation, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 and 20. Think of that. That's our ministry to others, to build a bridge a ministry of reconciliation, and a message of reconciliation. The word reconciliation means to bring two people who are at odds together in harmony, help them resolve their conflicts. And so the ministry of reconciliation is when we go into a world of conflict and we help other people resolve their conflicts so that they can have unity and peace. The message of reconciliation is that people can be born again through faith in Christ and be reconciled to God because sin alienates us from God. 
Sin is basically the story of the prodigal son in all of us when he left the father's house. And that's what sin does. We, we run away from God. Grace brings us back to God. We are reconciled back to God. We've come home. Now, Jesus taught us the priority of restoring strained relationships that in our relationships to build a bridge to people don't create a chasm. And when we are helping friends and family members who are at odds, we can step in as a peacemaker, not a peacekeeper. You get in trouble that way. You know, trying to control the situation, but you can be a peacemaker and you can help them learn ways they can forgive each other and come together. And Jesus taught us how important it is to build bridges and to restore our strained relationships. And today you may be dealing with a friendship that's broken or a relationship in your family or somebody you work with and you're at odds. And today you can resolve all of that by being a peacemaker. Listen to what Jesus teaches us. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift at the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come offer your gift. So important, he says. Leave your gift to the altar. First go and be reconciled. Build a bridge. Restore the relationship. Create peace. The third thing we can do to be a peacemaker is calm situations down. Don't ramp up the drama. Don't stir the pot. Don't create trouble. Calm situations down. The Lord sends you and me into situations in our families and in friendships and in the church, in the workplace, to calm situations down. Now, the Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, that we need to make every effort to live at peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And one of the greatest ways to live a holy life is to be a peacemaker. We are to seek peace and pursue it, Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 11. Seek peace and pursue it. You see, peacemaking is our spiritual duty. The Bible tells us in Romans 12, verse 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I love the passage. I'm telling you with some people, it's not possible to be at peace. They don't want to be at peace. There are some people, they like being mad. They like being argumentative. They like getting on social media and being negative. They like to gossip. And that's an unfortunate and extremely unhealthy way to live. And so it's not possible sometimes to get them to a place of peace, but we can be at peace with them. And he says, make every effort, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, create peace. And the way that we can create peace is that we don't stir the pot, we don't create the drama, we calm situations down. And when you're in the middle of a family dispute, or you're trying to help a couple of friends that have had a fallen out, or you're dealing with church friends, or maybe where you work, people are at odds with each other. When you're looking at the whole situation, you may be sitting in a meeting with people. Sit there and ask yourself, what can you do right now to lower the tension? What can you do to calm the situation down? Fourth of all, we can sow seeds of peace. Now, I know we don't live in an agricultural world. Probably some of you have Gardens you grow. Maybe some of you have a farm. I've got a few friends that have farms. And growing your own is a popular thing these days. But we all know what seeds do. We see seeds every day. We understand the power of a seed. And to be a peacemaker, you can sow seeds of peace. You see, we reap what we sow. 
And the Bible tells us here in James 3, verse 18, peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. So every word we speak is a seed and every kindness we show to others is a powerful seed that can produce a great harvest. And think about that in your relationship. It might be a compliment. It might be a text to someone. It might be a post on social media. It might be something you tell someone. It may be taking them out to lunch and helping them get through their conflict. But every word, every kind action is a seed. When we act in peace, we're sowing that seed in other people's lives. And we help reap a harvest of righteousness. In other words, that makes everything right. That's what righteousness means, make everything right. If you sow seeds of peace, you'll help make everything right. And fifth of all, to be a peacemaker, we can make every effort to keep peace. It takes a lot of work sometimes to keep peace. Conflict is easy. It's like weeds growing in your backyard. Weeds come on their own. Nobody goes to Home Depot and buys a bag of weeds and says, give me some seeds to grow some weeds. You don't have to have any effort to get a bunch of weeds and strange flowers and different types of grass growing in your yard. That happens all its own. And problems happen on their own. Conflicts happen on their own. Fights happen on their own. Arguments, that's easy for us. But peace takes a lot of effort. I love this scripture in Ephesians 4 and 3. And personally, I try to live by this. Very key verse of scripture. It's just a great moral, ethical principle of life. A great secret to healthy relationships. When Paul the Apostle says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The word bond there means glue. It's peace that holds everything together. It's, it's peace that holds a married couple together. It's peace that holds a family together. It's peace that holds a church together. It's peace that holds the nation together. So he says, make every effort. Not just some effort or your best effort. Paul knew how much we had to work for peace. And peacemakers understand that. And they have to go the extra mile sometimes and, and try several different times in different ways. But they're committed to making peace. Christians are called to lead by example. And one of the best ways that we can exert a positive influence on others is to make peace. And when we do, others will call us the children of God. Join me for prayer. Father, we thank you, first of all, for the peace that we have with you, the peace that we have in Christ, the peace that rules in our hearts. And today, empower us as ambassadors of peace to bring a message of reconciliation to bring a minister of reconciliation, to help build bridges and never create chasms in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining me today. What a rich study this is as we look at the psychology of Jesus, the Beatitudes of Christ. I want to encourage you to follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin ministry. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, the Pastor David Cooper channel and also the Mount Perrin channel and share the ministry through media with others as well. I want to thank you for your faithful prayers that go up before the Lord for our ministry to empower us to fulfill his vision and to do what God has called us to do. Thank you for your generous support of the ministry of the church. If you haven't already started supporting the church financially, you can do so today. Go online, check it out on the app, become a partner in ministry with us. Sunday's coming as well. Looking forward to seeing you in the house of God. And I would encourage you today to go on the Mount Payer and store online. We have a lot of new products right now, things I think will be a blessing to your life. Some coffee mugs and T-shirts and hoodies and all kind of cool things, as well as some of the new books that I've released recently, 10 Guidelines of Greatness and the new book, Science and Scripture, to help you connect science with what the Bible teaches us about the world. So check out the Mount Perrin store today as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you for Worship Sunday. God bless you. Have a great day. 
Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship on campus and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.